This is the Academic Survival Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Chandra McDonald. Statistics show that approximately 40% of students drop out of college every year. In fact, nearly 30% drop out their first year. Well, I am on a mission to improve these stats. I told myself in college I would not do that because I came out of high school with literally like no close friends because I failed to build on friendships that I could have had because I was so focused on school. That's Velmar Amador Langster, a freshman at UC San Diego. On this episode, we'll be talking about her emotional well-being, nurturing relationships, and balance. All that coming up next on Academic Survival with me, Dr. Chandra McDonald. Hello, Velmar. Welcome to the Academic Survival Podcast. In the end, my goal here is to move from academic survival to academic self-discipline. So I want to talk to you about the way in which you are surviving and then the, the self-discipline techniques that, that you're developing along the way. So welcome. Tell me a little bit about yourself and where you are in the college journey. And yeah, let's let's just start there. All right. Hi, Chandra. It's great to be here. So thank you for having me. I My name is Velmar Amador Langster, and I am a first year student at UC San Diego, and I'm in my first quarter of college right now. Okay. And then your first quarter. So how many weeks do you have under your belt? I have currently five academic weeks at school and then six weeks of being at college because the first week of college is called week zero, where it's just going to your classes, learning about the class expectations, and then a lot of orientation events and things like that, but no actual academics until the Uh second week. So how was that um, getting your first syllabus or your syllabi? (laughs) Honestly, it wasn't too different from what I experienced in high school, except for the fact that they were a lot bigger classes. Like I have a few classes where I have well over 200 students in that class, but I'm also attending two. I'm also taking two online classes that are asynchronous where there are a lot of students there too, but we're divided into different like sections and discussion groups and things like that. So it's not necessarily the same experience, but syllabus week, Um, was pretty similar to high school, actually, where the professor just lays out their expectations for the class and their grading system and all the assignments that we're going to be completing over the quarter. And yeah. So you have 200 people in a class? Yes. For my intro to cancer biology class, that's that's one of two in-person classes for me. And there are well over 200 people in the class. Wow. That's that's a lot of students. I know I had I know I had large classes, but I don't know. I don't know that I ever had 200. Yeah, I think it just depends. Okay. Okay. So I want to start from the very beginning. Tell me a little bit about the day that you arrived or the day that your parents dropped you off on campus. My first day of school was, or my first day of college when my parents dropped me off was September 17th. And honestly, I think I was just very, very excited to be here. I'd come here a couple days before for my in-person orientation. And what's really unique about UC San Diego is that it's broken up into different smaller colleges within the larger college. So I got my 
when I was accepted into the university, I got my first choice college, which was the Eleanor Roosevelt College. Mm-hmm. And um, so I attended orientation for my college. And my first day, it was great. It was just moving in all my things, meeting my roommates, meeting my suite mates, because I'm in a residence hall. I'm just kind of getting to know the campus a little bit because it is really big. And overall, I was just like the last weeks of summer, I definitely felt very ready to go to college, which I hadn't felt before. Uh huh. So tell me a little bit about these colleges. Are they broken up by discipline or by major? Like, what's that about? It's very interesting. I think I'm still trying to grasp a better understanding of it. But within each college, there are different general education requirements. So Eleanor Roosevelt College, the college that I'm in, actually Mm -hmm. is one of the colleges with I think the more rigorous, like general education, like requirements where we need to take, I believe, like four advanced history classes called making of the modern world, which other colleges don't have to do. We also have language requirements, um, which means that you have to be proficient in at least one of the accepted languages for like the school and then quantitative and quality. Don't just don't just go past that. That's you have to be proficient (laughs) in one of the accepted languages of the school. Well, what are, as one of the languages, as in, I'm not actually sure what all the languages are because I got a four on my AP Spanish exam, so I don't have to fulfill the credit because I already oh, got okay. the credit from high school. But okay. Spanish is one of the languages okay. that you can, yeah. Um, and then we have quantitative and qualitative studies, which requires you to take some sort of a math or science class. And because UC San Diego is very, like, concentrated on STEM they also they have like two different lists for general education credits one Uh for STEM majors one for non-STEM majors okay so I'm a double major in political science public law and sociology law and society so I'm not a STEM major and so my this quarter I'm taking um, intro to cancer biology okay so before you go further you listed two two majors and they both sounded like a paragraph. So I don't know where the first one ended and the second one started. So tell me the first one. Okay. My first major is political science, public law. So okay, that, UC that's San one D- major. Yes. And so okay. UC San Diego does this very cool thing where like you can do general political science and get a degree, a bachelor's of art degree in that, or mm-hmm. you can pick a specific concentration. So I originally chose political science, political theory, but I switched to public law, seeing that I'm on the pre-law track. So I thought that it would be better preparation for law school if I were to do my undergrad in something similar. Political science, public law. All right. Now the second major is what? Is sociology, law, and society. Okay. And I'm, yeah. I'm not 100% what that all entails it just because we can't officially declare a second major until the winter quarter, which comes up in a few weeks. But law and society and after reading the descriptions for the course or for the concentration, it seemed very interesting to me. Okay. And so UC, UC San Diego is on the quarter system, not semester. Correct. Okay. All right. are, are all the UC schools still on quarter systems? A majority of them, yes. I'm not exactly sure which ones. I think UCLA is also quarter system. UC Irvine is also quarter system. I don't know about Davis and the other schools. I know like a a majority of them are on the quarter system, but there are some that are on the semester system too. Okay. 
All right. So that's a good, that's a good background. That's a lot there. Tell me a little bit about your high school experience, specifically the way in which you felt it prepared you for college. I think the the greatest thing that high school prepared me for in terms of college was being prepared to take on the challenge of the academic rigor. I think in high school, especially my last two years, junior and senior year, I took very heavy course loads. Junior year, I took four AP classes and senior year, I took six. And so it definitely prepared me to come into college now because it's not honestly very different in terms of the course load. It's just the online aspect, which is really it's kind of a new experience, even though I did have to do online school for COVID. College is a lot more flexible. And so you have to manage your own time and schedule to fit in those asynchronous classes because there's no designated time. But Mm. I think high school definitely prepared me for the academic rigor of college. Well, that's good. I I cannot say, (laughs) I cannot say the same for me. (laughs) You had how many AP classes altogether? I had... I believe 11 or 12, because I took a couple sophomore year too. Wow. Okay. So then are you on some fast track to where you're going to finish college in like two years? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not two years, especially if I'm going to add a second major. But on the academic plan, if I take four quarters or four, sorry, four courses, which is 16 units every quarter, I should be graduating in three years, but I'm not exactly sure if that's going to pan out if I add a second major. All right. You're like the second person who's got this three-year plan going on. Okay. So tell me then a little bit about the ways, any way in which you felt like maybe high school missed the mark in terms of preparing you for college. I think honestly, high school misses a mark in the area of just preparing you to be on your own. I'm not necessarily sure that high school could prepare you for that just because you're still living at home with your family, with your parents who kind of guide you through everything. But I think just kind of one of the inevitable realities of college is having to make your own decisions and being more independent. And so it's definitely a big difference from like senior year living with living with your parents at home with their guidance and everything. And now all of a sudden you're in college a couple hours away from home. And now you have to make decisions. You have to be responsible and you have to be, you know, willing to accept the consequences of those decisions. So I think that that's definitely something that high school didn't prepare me for. So have you made any decisions that you, that you regret five weeks in? Um, I don't think so, actually. I mean, today, I actually think I made a good decision because I was like, I've been telling you, I've been working this past this this last week. And I was telling my parents that like, for my emotional well being, I just cannot handle four courses, my first quarter of college and like so many hours of work per week. Like many of the um, many of my coworkers are seven or second, third or fourth years in college, and they're taking less classes. And so they were very surprised to be seeing that I was a first year my first quarter, working and taking four courses. And I just told my parents after last week, I was like, this is not going to work long term, I don't have time to relax or have fun. And they respected my decision. And I even talked to my manager to see if I could reduce my hours. So I think that was just an example of good decision making. Bad, not so much. I think my parents have always been very lenient with me in terms of being very like understanding and giving me like 
freedom to kind of make my own decisions little by little, even in high school. So I don't really feel the urge to be like, oh, now I'm just going to go crazy that they're not mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of doing what I feel is bright and smart for my future. So where are you working these days? I am working at the Seventh Market. It's in Seventh College and I'm in ERC, but it's right next to us. So I'm working as a barista in the deli, stocking, register, just pretty much everything that is required of me in the market, I do. Okay, cool. So then um, what has taken you by surprise, if if anything? I know you're just five weeks in, but has anything like taken you by surprise? I think what's really taken me by surprise is the fact that like how much I love being here because I honestly I was I was very resistant to coming to UC San Diego initially for numerous reasons but none of them which are important now but I think that I was just very surprised how how well I fit in here in terms of like the other students that are here, the location, the school, the academic rigor. Like I just, I I was telling my parents how much I love being here. Aww. And even though it's like a lot of work to just keep up, mm-hmm. I feel like this was definitely one of the best decisions I've ever made wow. in terms of coming here. Oh, wow. What, what yeah. other schools were you looking at? The I didn't, I only applied to six in-state schools, but the other school I was considering was uh, USC mm-hmm. because I got in for politics, law, and philosophy with uh, like a pre-law concentration, mm-hmm. but it was just not financially smart uh, because it, it costs a lot of money every year. And seeing that I'm going to law school, law school, they don't really require that you go to a particular school or even have a particular uh, undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. So I just figured that it would be best if I go to a school that's more economical. And then because I'm also going to be doing four more years of school and law school as well, okay. you know? All right. Minimize the bills, right? Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then tell me about um, any of your like academic strengths that you've uh, discovered, maybe a strength that you didn't know you had in high school, but now that you're in college, you've you've noticed a little something a little little growth and development and now you've recognized that you have a, a strength in a specific area i think college has just shown me kind of clearly shown me that i really have a strength in writing mm. i've kind of always known that about myself that like writing is something i really enjoy and it's something that i've i've practiced enough and gotten decently good at but college there's so especially when you're in the humanities a lot of your exams are just written essays or a lot of discussions especially when you're online are discussion posts and so I've definitely had to do a ton of writing and it's something that I'm already like I'm improving in too because I think one thing that I always forget is to be concise Mm. and so even though I'm a really good writer sometimes um, my writing style isn't as concise as it should be. So I've definitely been humbled a couple of times in college already yeah, yeah. in terms of just keeping things shorter and more to the point. But college has definitely reiterated that strength, which is writing. Yeah, yeah. I know that like when you are, when you're given an assignment and it has to be a certain number of pages, 
then you tend to like stretch it out and you're writing in the passive voice mm. instead of the active voice. And I remember, I remember my doctoral program, I had a professor who we would, after reading a chapter, he wanted a one page summary. And he's like, and don't fiddle with the margins. And he said that overall statement was, if it takes you more than a page, it's because you don't know what you're talking about. So reducing an entire chapter in a one page. And then I remember when we, first, when we had the first assignment, he held up he held up a page of, of that someone had submitted and the margins were like so thin. It's, it's like, I said, do not adjust the margins. You only get one page. 12 point font times new Roman, right? Um, that would be right. powerful. So yeah, being more concise. What about any weaknesses or any areas that you see that is like totally not a talent of yours now that you're in college? I think that it wouldn't really be necessarily like academically related, okay. but I think because in high school, I took very difficult, I, I had a very heavy workload in terms of school. I got used to being able to do homework and study for hours at a time, where to the point where I kind of neglected to take care of my own emotional well-being, oh, wow. and I would feel very burnt out. But I would keep going and going because I have very high like attention span. I can focus for hours and just study, and even if it's exhausting to me. Mm -hmm. So I told myself in college I would not do that because I came out of high school with literally like no close friends because mm -hmm. I failed to build on friendships that I could have had because I was so focused on school. And the thing is, I realized, like, especially towards like the end of high school, that I could fit in time to enjoy myself, spend time with my family, spend time with um, other people and then come back and do homework. Yeah. And I'd still get it done because that's the type of student I am. Right. And so I told myself in college, I wouldn't do that. But the last couple of weeks, I've kind of caught myself slipping back into that pattern of doing homework for like going to classes from eight to 12, doing homework from 12 to six, working from six to 10, coming back, wow. doing more homework till midnight or wow. one. And because I can take that, I sometimes I need to restrain myself from doing that because then it catches up with me emotionally mm -hmm. and it's just not good. So that's definitely something I'm working on, trying to maintain a better balance between work, school, and relaxing. Right. You know, I remember when, um, when we did the self, the flight assessment and you scored very hot, like, like a 99 flight attendant, I believe. <laughs> so that surprises me that you neglected the, the friendships that you were just so, so focused. So yeah, go back and take a look at that assessment, especially in the areas for improvement and see if maybe there's something there that you can use to help you along the way in college, because I'm sure there is. Yeah. And that's the thing, like my, like my parents even told me, cause they were like, Velmar, you always tell us that your like connections with people and your relationships are more important to you than anything else. But if you don't show that effort of spending time with people and building relationships, people do not know that. Yeah. And then you just lose those possibilities for making connections. So in college, I've like been like the first week of school syllabus week, I was like, I'm going out. I'm never staying in my room and I'm <laughs> making friends. Right. And sure enough, that worked because now I have friends and relationships I'm trying to keep strong and like develop even more because like that's important to me and what's important to you should be your priority right because so. because at any given time you're right that what's important to you should be your priorities but 
where you are spending your time really is your priority, right? So you have to make that adjustment because exactly. otherwise there's like yeah. out of alignment. Right. And it's, it kind of like contradicts who you are. Yeah. And like, that's what I was saying, because, cause not, I, cause I know that not many um, students my age would be able to do homework for several hours and they need to take a break, which kind of forces them to maintain a better balance. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I could just work all day and I get exhausted, but then I do it again and again. And that neglects relationships. Yep. Yep. Totally can relate. <laughs> totally can relate. So <laughs> then um, what has, um, what has college taught you about yourself that you did not already know? I think college has shown me that you need to have belief in yourself. And when you can't rely on yourself, you need to rely on God. Hmm. Because I think that you're very limited to your capacity. And I know that like, there are so many things that are just not within my control. Like I try very much to um, make sure that I do my part and, ensuring that I have a good future and I'm on the right path Mm -hmm. and everything. But there are just a lot of things that kind of life throws your way that you're not expecting. And I think that that's the point where you need to just release it to God. Because if you get so caught up on those small things that you'll never be able to change, Uh then it makes you a miserable person, frankly, because you will never be able to feel like you have control over anything. Mm -hmm. And so I am definitely trying to focus on things I can change and things I can't change and make differences between those. And that honestly has saved me so much stress because before I used to try to control everything, like every aspect of my life. And when things wouldn't go my way, it would just shatter my world. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, I'm not letting this happen in college. Like I'm growing, I'm maturing. I need to know when, like, I need to give it up and, you know, surrender to God. So that's, Ooh, you got some wisdom on you. How old are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm 19. Wow. Wow. So let me tell you, I, um, so it took me a while to, to learn that because I was a grinder and, and it's been like, I've been intentional about trying to practice like a Sabbath, not on Saturday, but on Sunday, but still the principle is the same. And so I have a lot of things that I'm working on and I'll just grind it out. And then, and then yesterday, I mean, yeah, because yesterday was Sunday. I, I tried to ensure that that's a family day and it's a day where, you know, I'm not going to grind. I'm not going to work. And, and it's also my way of saying, okay, God, like, it's your turn. It's like me acknowledging that there's only so much I can do. And so I get to rest and okay, it's your turn. (laughs) As though, as yeah. though he needs permission, but you know what I mean? Like it's your turn. I'm, I'm taking my hands off, off of it. Yeah. Cause like, I think it's just exhausting and it's just not sustainable to think that everything's within your grasp to change or to shift around. Like there needs to be a certain point where you're just like, I did my best and now I leave it up to God. Yeah. So that kind of t- t- ties into the next question. What do you do for emotional support? I think for emotional support, well, where I go first is usually to my parents and my sister, Amara. Mm -hmm. They've definitely been very um, important, like an important aspect to me kind of being emotionally healthy, especially now that I'm in college and they're not with me every day. And so I go to my parents first, but also now because I've developed 
friendships, I also have friends to go to too. And like one of my great friends, one of my closest friends, Gina, like she's one of my sweet mates, like her and I, like we'll go into the bathroom to get ready for bed at 11. And we'll talk for like four hours, just standing <laughs> in the bathroom, just about life and everything we're going through. And that definitely helps like knowing that I have a friend that I can do that with, because I haven't had friends like that before. And so like, she's been very much there for me as well. And then also for me, I like to, my parents actually introduced me to this, especially dad, but introduced me to me, um, the Joel Osteen podcast. Oh, okay. So I love listening to those okay. and especially in the mornings. Um, I like, it kind of gives me my morning boost and inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so I listen to that. I also love listening to music, like all kinds of music. So that's something that I can also do like on my own in my AirPods where I get to detach from life a little bit and other people. And it definitely relaxes me as well. Okay. All right. So five weeks in, have you experienced a sense of being overwhelmed at all? Yes. I think last week was probably the time where all of that sense of over, like feeling overwhelmed just came to a, like a point because I had, several essays I had to write for my midterms. I had, it was my first week of work and I had three hour orientation on a week on the weekend before. Then I had a three hour staff meeting. Then I had a 14 a hour week of like working. What are you talking about for three yeah, hours on, on a Sunday? Sunday. Half of the time we were just playing, we were playing Jeopardy okay. to get to know each other. Okay. And I was just like, it's 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Like, I would just rather have you let us go back to bed. <laughs> we had to sit there for like an hour and a half playing Jeopardy. <laughs> and so it was just really exhausting last week. And I just did not have one second to to myself to breathe. And that's when I told my parents this week, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I cannot be working this many hours. Also doing well in school, like, um, like taking all these classes, which are really rigorous and just maintain my sanity. Like I got to like cut back a little bit and do what's like, what's best for me. Because I think in the long run, like if you maintain a better balance, then there's a lower chance of you kind of burning out quicker. Uh And I think in Uh college, a lot of college students experience that burnout really fast and early on. So I wanted to prevent that for myself. Well, thank you very much for coming to the Academic Survival Podcast. And I know that you dropped some nuggets in there on just how to not just survive, but thrive during this first five weeks of school. So I thank you very much for that. Keep up the excellent work. And yeah, I I look forward to seeing you and talking with you at the end of the year. Thank you. That's it for today on Academic Survival. If you want to share your story on how you survived your freshman year of college, you can reach me at info at chandralmcdonald.com. We'll be back next week with more ways to survive your academic journey. Until then, happy studying.